Welcome to Eterna. Keep your dice rolling, your friends close, your monsters closer, and don't let the old gods bite. This podcast is an Eldritch Dream Games production. A dark fantasy Pathfinder game laced deep with cosmic horror. I would like to thank the patrons that make this possible. Brian Bridges, Brian Rafe, Donald Bewley, Eric S. Pat, Robin Mims, Tim Demuse, and Wesley Sullivan. Stay tuned after our tale to hear what these glorious people have in the works. But for now, let us listen. Last time on Dungeon Ball Z, y'all finally fucking got to Thorn. And there were a lot, a lot of innuendos. Some say a lot, I say not enough. And remember, everybody, if you can get us to $100 a month on our Patreon, Chris is going to write smut. So uh, much smut. The smuttiest smut. We left off with a poorly executed cliffhanger, and I'm going to pick up with that poorly executed cliffhanger. Okay. Great. So uh, Snow, the were-rat guard, has this this old man. She picks up this guard and he's like, get it away from me, it's gonna kill me! And she just kind of like smacks him a few times, like, shut up, shut up, shut the fuck up. Not gonna kill you. Why were you spying on us? It's like, I wasn't spying on you! And he fucking descends into grumble mumbles. And she tosses him on the ground and, like, looms over him. Is Shadow still not interfering at all? She's not going to interfere at this point. She is going to get closer in case she needs to interfere. Okay. She, like, looms over him. She's like, then why were you looking out of the door at us? He's like, I was was just looking at my my window. It's, uh, It's got a curtain in it. And she just, like, kind of kicks him in the shin. And he, he just fucking, like, curls up. He's like, ah! I was just looking, I was just looking. Don't kill me, gods, please. Don't kill me. Oh, by the stars, man. Quit just screaming. She has not killed you. She just barely kicked you. It could not hurt that much. She's one of them rat monsters. She is not a monster. She is a person. She's a monster. <laughs> Dude, just tell her what she wants to know, okay? I was just looking. You do all to do like... Stop the screaming. Take a couple of deep breaths. Is everything is okay? I may not make it out of here alive, but you, you can make like your friend from the store and run. No, no. Stop, stop, stop. Nobody is dying, okay? She's just standing there, like, rolling her eyes. Look, okay, I need you to take a couple of deep breaths, quit being a little sissy, and talk, okay? Make me a diplomacy check. What is 16 plus 8? 24. Okay, then that is my diplomacy check. Just leave me be, please! I don't, I don't want to die. I don't want to become one of those monsters. I just want to... No, look, 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 look. You are not going to die. You are not going to be a monster. 
You're just going to tell me, do you know the gal from the store? Whatever that means, I know the owner. Yes, if that's what yes. you mean. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. Where is he? He left. He left. Over a week ago. Where did he go? I don't know. He left. Okay. I didn't follow him. Do you know if he has any friends here? Then he like looks back at her and he looks at you and he looks at her and he looks at you. She is not going to hurt you. Just tell me who might know where he went because it is very important that I find him. I don't. There was a another one like him, Fetchlin. Okay, uh, no, no, no. Fetchlin is not nice words. Say K-O-L. K-O-L? Yes, that. Yes, that. Where? Another one. Where is the other one? She works at, at, the, at the Smiths up in the market. Okay, which way is the market? That way, any points, meagerly. Okay. He's still just laying in the dirt. Why don't you get up and we will we'll clean you off and you can go back in your house, okay? He, like, kind of, like, scrambles up to his feet and, like, takes a step away from Snow. And, like, she'll use her magic and kind of clean him up and she'll be like, see, everything is fine. That, like, kind of scares him and, like, spooks him. He jumps back a little bit. And he's like, oh, uh, uh, good day, good day. And he runs back inside. And like oh, the door slams shut, but then it like cracks back open and you see him peering out again. This man, he has issues. Yeah, he's probably crazy. A few people down here like that. Said it was something in the water a few years back. Okay, so do not drink water. Put the market. I have to go to the market now. And that's closer to the center of town. You'll be heading off that way. Yes, I will walk slower so I do not scare your other friends again. That would probably be best. Yes, it is boring that way, but okay. And like as you... She'll like walk in that general direction back to her post as well. Okay, so I'm going to the market. Alright. We will bounce back to the other group. Uh, quick question before you jump back into the narrative. I know that in um, traditional D&D, maybe Pathfinder, I don't remember 100%, but where creatures have typically a defined alignment, um, since uh, we're obviously not using alignments, are there that same sort of regulations for loyalties for where creatures, or is it a bit more freeform? It, it's, uh, it, they, they can kind of go into the general idea of the alignment as a... Uh, if they're rampaging, but otherwise it doesn't affect them. Okay, then uh, just out of curiosity, if I know this or if we know it from research, what is that generalized alignment for rare rats? Because I don't remember. Uh, I think rare rats are chaotic neutral. Okay. Great. It's just one giant thieving ring moving in on a town <laughs> that needs protection. Awesome. This is great. Good stuff. <laughs> well, they're they're not exactly. Uh, very 
professional or apt when uh, when rampaging. They tend to still kind of just rampage and break shit. But that only happens under certain circumstances, not when they mm-hmm. just take form. Fair enough. So uh, you make it to the stacked dish uh, in of Mr. Born and, well, not home of his daughter, but where she too has a stake in the business. Uh, last time you left, you basically paid off his debt, which, I mean, <laughs> a few weeks later probably didn't matter anyway. Hey, hey, you know what? We're earning our loyalties, depending on what they are, but you know what? It was a good thing to do. It was a good thing to do. And yeah. as you enter, it takes not but a second for you to hear the voice of Nina Bourne shout out, Oh, Mr. Morheim! Uh, from behind the bar as uh, you are immediately recognized upon entering. Please, Mr. Morheim was my father. My name is Riley. Riley Morheim. And once again, I'm at your service. And he'll uh, kind of give a courtly bow to anyone who's paying him attention at the stacked Ooh. dish. At at the shouts, it's pretty much everybody. Good. Fucking <laughs> like, good. Like, like everybody's like turned and so a lot of them are like, who the fuck is this prick? Uh, <laughs> he doesn't hear that. He hears none of that. <laughs> <laughs> Just like rolls natural 20 for deception. Nope, I don't hear it. Nope, <laughs> not true. Uh, <laughs> wow, stunned so, silence at my presence. Fascinating. So like, so... A, a few of them like kind of kind of recognize you, but like they don't have a lot of reason to particularly be like, "Oh yeah, you you're awesome." But uh, Miss Bourne, Nina, uh, does come out from behind the bar and she approaches you uh, quickly. It's like uh, Riley. Then uh, she holds out her hand to shake. Yeah, well, uh, give her a nice handshake. You're still welcome. Free food and drink for you and your friends. It's well, before you say free food and drink for me and my friends, just know that I have about a half dozen outside. How long are you staying? It's yet to be decided. Well, for now, let's, we'll stick to that. Uh, okay. You to, let me know for you and your, your party, then. Yes. <laughs> yes, of course. And you remember Brock and Leaf. Uh, of course, yes. Hello. Oh. Welcome back. Uh, what about... um? Where's uh, Miss Adira? <clears throat> we don't talk about her anymore. Anyways, so how are you doing? Um, um I mean, as she she kind of looks concerned about that and just like um, well um, uh, well enough. I I suppose I've had to adjust quite a bit, but um, I mostly man the bar now. Um. Uh, because I, I stay here. But uh, how, how about all of you? What You've obviously not been in town. How's the outside doing? Well, that's... Um, We've not had anybody come through in about a week. Yes, there's a lot going on outside the town. And we've seen and experienced our fair share of it so far. Um, not all of it is nice or pretty. In fact, very few of it is. Um, but I don't wish our meeting to kick off on sour notes. Nina, you're in good health? Yes, I'm 
all healed up and uh, well protected and the uh, the captains make sure that I'm I'm well looked after. Good. Good. And your father? He's doing all right. Uh, he's a bit sick at the moment, but nothing terrible. Just, uh, you know, not, not great for handling food and drink. Sure, of course. Is he staying on premises? No, he's back at the house. Somebody's got to care for it. Understandable. I mean, we do have our share of business, but I personally would like to trade some words with your father once again, since I'm back in town. And if it's agreeable, I'm sure Leaf wouldn't mind checking over his illness to see if there isn't anything we can do to promote his better health. Uh, of course, uh, if you can do anything, we'd be most grateful. Um, and here, let me let me get you those drinks and she'll start heading back towards the bar. Cool. Uh, Riley will turn to his companions and say, well, she's getting drinks. Perhaps we can help the others unload and maybe fill them in on the situation here in town. I'll take that as a yes. So uh, he'll yes. grab his companions by the shoulders and lead them outside to do just that. So you spend a little bit of time unloading and uh, everybody kind of gathers around. Uh, how, how do you want to go about telling this to them? Do you want to just like kind of info dump them and breeze over it or... I think if left up to Riley, which doesn't have to be, if some, especially Brock, if he wants to take lead on this, that's perfectly fine. Brock will uh, certainly 100% be fine with Riley handling it. Okay. Great. Um, in that case, uh, I'm not actually going to give the speech, but he will tell them the information he's found, exactly what he knows to be going on here in Thorn. He'll bring up that he's heard some people are thinking about staying here and, um, he just wants everyone to know that he and his friends are going to do anything possible to make sure that they can guarantee safe passage back to Gira. Um, and Riley personally highly suggests that the entire caravan simply return to Gira. So I think with that, uh, a couple of them would be like, why should we return to Gira? It's, it's safer here. It's better manned. Look, the town's still functioning. Well... Perhaps, but there's still an unknown, as far as I'm aware, threat outside the walls here. And for all intents and purposes, Gira needs people to keep it stable. The less people in Gira, the less safety those who choose to stay have. And I wouldn't be so quick to abandon a home that I grew up in. Uh, go ahead and make me a diplomacy. Gladly. Let's light it up. Oh, man, that's... Oof. That could have been better. Hold on, let me just check math here. Uh, oof, 30. Jeez. You go on a little bit explaining this, and uh, this kind of... This dissension sort of abates, and uh, they they kind of agree that it's probably best if they all head back. Uh including Maximilian and Shaylin. Great. Um, just an addendum. It's uh, Riley will also say for that for the time being, it's probably best to stay around like this particular area of Thorn. Um, just because like the specifics of what's actually going on here and how dangerous or not this place might be is still up in the air for outsiders like ourselves. But also for the time oh. being, it looks like he's got everyone free food and drink for a little bit. Make me another diplomacy. Okay. 
Uh, that one's only a 16. I think with the added bonus of free food and drink, nobody's going to really question why. So uh, everybody will head inside to the already somewhat crowded uh, stacked dish, which uh, is busier than you saw it in your previous time there. Oh, uh, I mean, that's good for them, for business. Yeah, uh, as far as it goes. Um, so you, uh, you gonna do anything else in particular after that? Leaf, uh, Brock, got anything y'all want to do? Well, uh, there was mention of free drinks. Uh, yes, drinks are brought by Miss Nina Bourne. It's taking full advantage. All right. Uh, I think Leaf would probably question Nina about the the were-rat population. Oh, uh, yeah, they're they're doing some good. They're they're keeping the monsters out. I when the first raids came, we lost a lot of guards. Um, uh, they were numerous, some of them large, and the were-rats—they're just harder to kill. They they can take more damage, they can dish out more damage. It's... A lot of people don't like it. There's... And she, like... She is kind of talking more quietly with you about this, probably at the bar. It's like, there's a lot of people that don't like it. Uh, some people have left over it. Others... We try to you know the the guards here and whatnot they try to keep people from forming up gangs and whatnot and it's not been perfect there are uh rogue rats that run around and cause problems uh, on occasion uh, so far but it, it's mostly fine but they keep us safe and that's important it's, it's been a lot to adjust to. There have been some of us that have had to, under basically no circumstances, we have to live here in the center of town. Because of the braziers, they... Apparently, um, one of the primary triggers for the were-rats is uh, a certain set of smells that are occasionally put off by uh, people. It's a thing you're born with. I'm apparently one of those people. Uh, which is why I live here now. I, I stay in the room behind the bar that my dad used to use for short shift sh sleeping. But uh, there are few of us here in town. Uh, and we're spread around. The braziers are to help cut the scent so any of the, uh, the newer rats can't uh, smell us if we happen to wander too close. I see. I, I, I get the necessity for them, uh, but the threat, if, if one of these braziers were to go out, you're saying these things just run uncontrolled in the night? Uh, no, not quite. The, the braziers mostly act as almost like a signpost to the rats. Don't go past here. Don't go in this area. Uh, the smells are there just in case we happen to be close by. Otherwise, we're we're fairly safe. They they know not to come in here. As far as it goes, there's been a like I said, there's been occasional rogue rats, people that 
accepted or whatnot, and then just they decided for whatever reason to cause trouble, and it, that was what it was, and they've been dealt with, so. But the captains watch over us here, the few of us that there are, and make sure that we are safe. Because uh, we are also an important part to making more. Well, I guess I'm satisfied for now, but you, you haven't run into any issues with these? Uh, I, I haven't, no. Uh, the the couple of rogue rats we've had, they, they just run rampant. Uh, they don't seem to be targeting much of anything. Okay. Well, I, I think I'm going to help everyone else get settled. Uh, but if you need anything, uh, you know where to find me. Uh, of course. Um, <clears throat> before, uh, I'm assuming Riley was probably sitting there, like, listening to the conversation and just hanging out. And um, maybe before Leaf parts, and while Brock is obviously sitting nearby drinking, it might be worth uh, bringing up to Nina. Like, what is this threat that they need protection from? <laughs> uh, monsters from outside the walls. Um, I've not seen them personally. I've heard them described. Red-skinned beasts that look like other monsters that have never really given us much trouble. And things that stay out in the woods, but they're dangerous. They're somewhat organized. Some of them are rather large. Uh, we've lost sections of wall, which thankfully have been rebuilt, but they are certainly frightening. There any knowledge of what's bringing them to the city? Um, we've had a few people that can understand what they're saying, say that they're just all they keep chanting is to eat, eat, eat. So I guess they're here to eat us. It's like boogeymen or something, you know? So based on that description, that sounds pretty much exactly like the creatures we've encountered. Yes. Great. Great. And settling. And uh, found out early on that when you kill one of them and uh, that the other ones will start to eat them and they'll become larger as well. So we've taken to dragging the bodies off and burning them from what I've heard. Well, I suppose if these creatures are somewhat organized in some capacity, that there must be some sort of head to cut off. They always just seem to follow whatever's biggest. Hmm. It's always a giant one of these things that's that's leading the charge, shouting the loudest. Sometimes you can even hear it in town. Have the guards been able to defeat one of these larger ones? Yeah, several. Oh, probably dozens over the last weeks. So we've we we don't lose that many people anymore because of the rat guard. We've gotten more organized ourselves. And they're just trade-offs to the security. Yes, and at this point, based on what you described, perhaps a nece necessary one. Perhaps. They keep the walls manned and they keep them well manned. But I get to talk to the captains and even they're not entirely sure how long it's going to keep going so well for us. 
Uh, so I'm I'm holding out hope that things don't really change from how they are unless they get better. Riley just kind of nods and um, with a uh, smile, we'll say kind of in a Brock and Leaf's direction. Um, when shit, when, or I guess if Shadow rejoins us, um, let's figure out our next course of action. Uh, there's much to do here, obviously, and many things we have to figure out and learn and probably many people we have to talk to. But for the time being, he'll uh, turn back towards Nina and say, why don't I regale the inn with some stories of our adventures? Maybe spread a little bit of that hope you're looking for. Uh, that would be lovely. Um... Yes. I believe it was many moons ago when our party encountered the Flying Highwayman. And... <laughs> it will start there and um, it, it starts with the flying highwayman just to get a reaction out of Brock um, but it will actually go into since she asked um, Riley's not going to like cut corners or anything he will tell tales of the adventures of uh, how the party encountered these creatures before and travel of uh, some of the things that were encountered in Gira um, but he will uh, hone in on how um he and his allies have uh, so far stomped over uh, most of the things in their path. Mostly just Gira. <laughs> but that's enough. We fought those things in the road. Yeah. Go ahead and make me a will save. Oh, great. Those are good. You know what? Uh, since I leveled up, I get another use of uh, charmed life per day, so I'm going to cash one of those in. Okay. Now to help me out just a little bit. Uh, doesn't help if I don't roll above a 10. God damn, that's an 8. Okay. So, uh, you go on to um, sharing your tales about uh, Gira, and while it doesn't necessarily cut anything out of the story, I think a lot of people take notice as you kind of become a little more vacant, a little more distant as you're telling that tale. Uh, particularly you go into a little too much detail about uh, how Leaf and Box kind of almost burned to death before recovering and uh, uh, continuing on as you were. I mean... That's fair. He probably, I'm assuming based on failing a will save, he probably doesn't even notice it happening. But I mean, that was a traumatic experience anyways for him. So that's fine. I think, I think, uh, hats would certainly notice or leaf would. I mean, maybe both. <laughs> yeah, maybe well, both. <laughs> hats notices because you mentioned it. <laughs> uh, Riley, I don't know if that's necessarily appropriate conversation. I'm sorry. Say again. You know I'm in the middle of a story, right? People are listening. I, I just appreciate it if uh, you didn't regale them of tales of times that I've almost burned to death. I see. I think. I, sorry, Leaf. Duly noted. Are you okay? 
I'm assuming so. Uh, you know what? Uh, Riley will hold up a hand to anyone who is actively listening to him and say that he's going to excuse himself for a, uh, uh, drink of water and, uh, go do so. Okay. While you're getting a drink of water, Shadow is passing by the inn, heading off shortly towards the market district. She'll get there pretty quickly because even her walking pace would be quicker. You get like some funny looks maybe, but nothing like before where they were chasing you down. She's accustomed to the funny looks anyhow. Okay, so you make it to the market and there is indeed a smith's in which you can hear the tink tink tinking of smithing. Then she will go towards the tink tink tinking. So there is a human woman there and she's got kind of like long auburn hair and is very muscular uh, as you walk up she doesn't seem to take very close notice of you kind of just uh, shouting behind her give it a minute and she continues to hammer on the piece she's working on after a minute or so she'll hold it up the glow from the metal has subsided and she'll toss it uh, into a bucket turn around, pull off her gloves, and how can I help you? Yes, uh, I was told that there is a kale that works here. Right, what do you want with her? Um, well, they said that she was friends with the kale man that used to run the store, and I was looking for him, but they say he left last week and that she might know where he went. All right, so you look, look and ask us some questions then. Yes, if if I can, I I, I don't want to to interrupt your work. I can come back later if need be. Oh, she's not here at the moment. Let me. Okay. And she'll she'll go over, and she'll be writing, on a note, somewhat uh, clumsily. Like she's not very good at writing, and the spelling is bad, but. Uh, she she's writing down uh, that someone is looking for her glowing kaol but it's spelled like gluing <laughs> and uh, she's like there's somewhere uh, there's somewhere I could send her when uh, when she comes oh, back I am supposed to meet my friends at a stacked dish alright know where that is it's right up the road there so I'll send her that way Looking for you. Okay. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Sure you don't need anything? Oh, I have weapons. You want to see them? Sure. Why not? And she'll activate her glove and the scythe will appear in her hand. Whoa. That's, uh... Say you got some magic, eh? It it is a magic glove. Uh, This is the scythe and it is a pretty nice scythe. That it is. That is what I hit people with up close. And then I have these, and she'll pull off her star knife. And these you can throw, but they do not throw very far. So then I also have this, and she'll hand her the bow. Well, these all 
look very good. I would, I could probably make these better. And she holds up the star knives, but this, uh, and and she looks at the side. This looks like it's quite good already. Yes, but uh, I do not really need those knives to be better. I do not think I do not use them very often. But uh, my goddess, she likes them, so I carry them. I see. You wouldn't be the only uh, follower, Desna, then that I've done work for. Uh, no, I follow the uh, Desna Shadow, the Black Butterfly. See? And she'll point at the tattoo. You know, pull up her sleeve and show it to her. She'll like squint at it. It's like, uh, can't say I'm familiar. I'll, I know Desna well enough, but uh, I'll take your word on it and she'll hand you your stuff back. And I don't really do much of anything with bows. Yes, my grandmama gave me this bow. It looks very nice. It does magic when you shoot. I probably definitely couldn't make it better then. I'm afraid I'm not a uh, not a runesmith or anything like that. If you happen to know anybody that needs some work done, send them my way, will you? I can go tell my friends. They might know. That'd be good. Okay. What is your name? Chelsea. Chelsea Rack. It is a very nice to meet you. I am Shadow. And I shall tell my friends to come talk to Chelsea if they want some metal work done. And then maybe tonight you can come by the, the inn and we will get you a drink. Okay? Sounds good to me. Okay. And she will turn around and start walking towards the inn. Alright. And so you head to the inn. Riley, you... Have yourself a drink of water. So assuming that interrupted him in like uh, the last uh, third of his storytelling, he'll probably just like regain his composure and um, go back to uh, telling the inn a tale until uh, Shadow hopefully shows up. Oh, you'll know when she shows up because she'll come in the inn and she'll be going, Misters, <laughs> Misters, I have to tell you something. Yes. Then uh, Riley will dismiss himself once more from the storytelling. Uh, tell everyone that he's afraid the time for stories is over for the evening, but he hopes to return in the near future. And uh, he will depart there's, to make the company. There's some groans, some annoyed like like grunts and other people are, that are just like, oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, can I get a quick read of the room to see kind of how they're feeling towards me? Go ahead and make me a sense motive. Great. Uh, that's a 27. Uh, more o- overall, like, it's fine. They're pretty, they're pretty well, like, the stories. It was obvious there was a bit that was, like, weird, but most of them just bust- brushed it off. Um, some of them are legitimately kind of, like, groany because they're, you know, it wasn't over. Uh, hmm. And then there were some people that just didn't care in the first place. So, I see. Okay, sounds good. Sounds as expected. Mistress, yes. I have to tell you something. I met a woman and she is a metal worker. And she said to tell my friends that if they need the metal work done, they should come see her. Her name is Chelsea. 
Okay. That's wonderful. So I told you. Well, I appreciate the information. That certainly helps. Now, if only we had money, that would probably go a little bit further. Oh, I have three gold sovereigns. Do you need them? Riley just chuckles a little bit and says every bit helps, but uh, you should probably hold on to them. Okay. Well, when you need them, you tell me. <laughs> I certainly will. Hey, uh, I I have no metal to work, so um, I, I suppose I don't really need to to go see this woman. Well, if you want to meet her, she is going to come here tonight to have a drink with us. Oh, well, the more the merrier. That's fine. Yes, she was a nice woman. Good, good. I am a fan of talking my way into discounts. <laughs> you are a fan of talking in general. Oh, that's true. I haven't noticed, but I suppose looking back on the instances in which I have spoken, yes, yes, I believe that would be the case. See, you just used way too many words to say something very simple. I don't know. I think they're the adequate amount of words. And many more, yada yada, etc. I think <laughs> if we ever go to the temple, I am going to have to glue your mouth shut. Is it really quiet in there? Yes. <laughs> we do not talk with words even. We talk with our hands. That's fascinating, actually. I would be very interested in learning to speak with my hands. And he kind of like does like jazz fingers a little bit. <laughs> Just grab. This is how we say it. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. Yes. Uh, the the other two. You remind me if we go to the temple to put a gag on this one. Okay. I, I will do my best to remember. <clears throat> I think we might have to uh, have Riley participate in your new sparring training technique. Are you threatening to hit me with a lot of sticks, Leaf? I'm just saying it might do you some good. You do know I am a master at parrying and reposting, correct? While jogging? Oh, do you want oh. to fight? <laughs> <laughs> if you want to fight, we can fight. I am very good at it. I would actually love to have a sparring session with you at some point. Okay, I will try not to hurt you too bad. Likewise. <laughs> Great. Um... Let's see. She found that. Okay. So if we're all together and that's all the information Shadow needs to share with us for the time being. Yes. Great. Then um, I, I think if we could find like a nice corner of the inn or like if it's decent outside, step outside. Just a, a nice spot for the four of us to like talk game plan now that we're here. Um, I'm going to speak out of character just for brevity because uh, as you as has been pointed out, uh, Riley's a bit <laughs> long-winded. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I was brainstorming while scenes were going on and I, I've made a short list of things that like I would like to check into um, one I think just like doing a little bit more work on looking into the where rat presence is probably warranted if we have the time like it seems but roughly benign maybe beneficial right now but there's probably more to it Riley um, I think is getting in, into his head that like we're the Chosens of Gods. We do pretty good work. Why don't we just try to have an audience with the Baroness if she's relatively local? Um, that could be a good way to figure out what's going on 
on the upper end of all of this. Outside of that, we've already dealt with the Redskin Beasts on our own travels, but because they're actually tormenting uh, Thorn, if we can get any more information on what they are, where they come from, or like obviously they're just trying to eat and consume and maybe destroy, but like what's actually going on and if there is a source, maybe we can stop that. Yeah, Brock and- would Brock would recommend kind of, you know, maybe just going around outside the city in like the woods or whatever to see if there's something, you know, producing them. Yeah, we, we could uh, that's not a bad idea. Um do like a scouting mission of some sort. Worst case scenario, um everything leads to a dead end here and we don't really have much to go on. Depending on how our travels go, it might not be a terrible point if we want to save Thorn and like save this area from these creatures to actually kind of seek out that uh that dryad queen we were told about by the Nixie. Um, yeah, because uh, you know, obviously these creases are a problem for all the forest, and maybe she has more information that we can actually use. Some simpler things. Um, we have to check in on Nina's dad. I think that's just worth doing. Um, Riley will mention that he uh, needs to find a woman named uh, Snow Clintine um, because he has something of hers, and. We need to find an escort. Oh, I have met yes. Snow. Great. <laughs> I know her. She is a very, very nice rat lady. Uh, um, sorry, you, you've met Snow. Yes. Well, it can't possibly be the same Snow that I'm looking for. That would be way too coincidental. Do you know a lot of people with the name Snow? Actually, no. Where, where was she about? Do you know where she is? Where she... she's staying? She was, I, I, I met her when I went to look for the KO because she is a, a rat woman and the other rats, they obey her. Okay. Well, I guess regardless I, of I that. I take you to see her. Yes, yes. Actually, once we're done talking, um, perhaps some of the quicker things we can do if Brock and Leaf would like to go check in on Nina's dad, you can take me to snow. If okay. that sounds agreeable. Yes, I will take you, but you have to be nice to her. Do not yell at her like that other stupid human. I don't yell often, I don't think. He was a sissy. Riley <laughs>, <laughs>, laughs and says, Leaf, I'm sure you have no objections on checking in on Nina's dad. I think Brock and I can manage. Good. Good. Great. Uh, so the other thing we have to do is we have to find a good escort for getting Gira, the caravan, back to Gira. If it turns out that we need to go find the Dryad Queen, and that's like roughly the same direction, we could probably do it, but we'll need to line that up. For information purposes, Riley's going to be interested in finding information on the Flying Highwayman. Uh, he's going to be interested in finding any any information, if there even is any here, on Gareth. Um... And I think he actually knows where Victoria is already. She's on the other side of the world, so he doesn't need to check in on that. <laughs> um, but the last thing is that now's a good time. It wouldn't hurt to get some coin in our pouches. So selling some things that we might have lingering in our inventory. I know we split up several potions and stuff. I don't think we need to hold on to all of that. And you guys gave Riley a filter of Eagle Splendor that I think I'm just going to liquidate, to be honest. 
that's about it. That's fair. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure if, if we really needed extra coin, I could probably um, enchant some things for the town. You never know what sort of uh, trinkets and whatnot these people could put to use. I could ask around. Yes, that's fair. If we have time to uh, dedicate to certain downtime activities like that, that'd be perfectly fine. I'm sure there's all small jobs we could all take. But um, we do have kind of bigger things than simple labor. Who do we want to go with first? We want to go with Shadow and Riley or do we want to go with uh, Leaf and Brock? I said, yeah, give it to Leaf and Brock is what I would say if I had a choice. Okay, so you guys are headed to go speak to Mr. Bourne, correct? Yes. So you are both aware of that, where the house is. It doesn't take you really long to get there, but it is outside of this uh, this braziered area. So you, you wander out into the wider area, and you do notice there are less normal people roaming around. Not, like, significantly less, but there are fewer... And there are these, uh, now that you're like down in the midst, everything like you and looking for it, you can certainly tell that these, several of these people are were rats. Uh, some of them you're not sure because they're in human form or are humanoid. Uh, whereas others are in their, uh, com- combined state. Um, but if you are just going to his house, not going to poke any, uh, things along the way, you will arrive. You think it's just like eyeballing the, the where at folks. And I I guess he's, he's kind of, Leaf is kind of focused on, uh, the presence of the flame because he still doesn't a hundred percent understand what it's getting at he's assuming right now that however much silver equates to like how much the silver flame wants to burn the hell out of him um yeah most of these guards light up yeah so he's just kind of like eyeballing it and like gauging for reactions as they're like walking through like how how closely are these people watching us how like plentiful are them are they and and so on but they're, not they're like stopping poking any bears right and just, Brock's probably uncomfortable with the, the hybrid people because just I don't know I feel like that's something he's not ever seen before but he would he wouldn't really get thing, anything either he's sticking to himself just uh, walking with Box real close <laughs> yeah definitely especially with Box coming along with you you do get a lot of like people that like watch you go by if only to like be like that's a big fucking tree um you know and so nobody like really engages you at all they just look at you like you're a fucking weird group because you are um but you will arrive at the house you come up upon the dogs we're looking too yeah I'll knock so you knock on the door and you hear something from inside and a moment later the door will kind of crack open 
and uh, then it'll swing open. It's like, oh, uh, Mr. Uh, Mr. Goldthrush, uh, Mr. Leonhard, it's good to see you again. Long time no see, friend. I hear you're in uh, ill health. Uh, yes, I. I uh, some some sickness uh, from a passerby, I imagine. I've. I'm sorry. Do you mind coming in? Of, of course, and he just kind of like nods to to Brock and brings him in. Uh, pats box on the the hip and just tells him to sit here and hang out for a minute. Box just <laughs> sits. Then uh, yeah, head on in. All right. So you head in, and uh, he heads over to the table and like he's got like a cup of tea that's kind of faintly steaming still. He like lifts it up and breathes in the steam and it's like, Ugh. so what, what can I do for you? Well, welcome back, by the way. Uh, have you been to the to the inn yet? Yes, we we stopped and uh, talked with Nina briefly. She was actually the one who sent us down here. Uh, I oh, thought maybe there up. there might be something I could do to help. Oh, uh, m- maybe uh, is it's truly not anything horrible. I've had much worse in my days, but uh, if you could, that would be greatly appreciated. Uh, well, let's see. And I mean, I. Just give him a look over. Just do like a quick heel check. How long have you had this uh, this illness? Uh, I'd say a week, maybe two. Uh, it's hard to tell if I was just having a rough time or if it came on slowly. I would also like to. Never mind. <laughs> oh my god. That's- <laughs> Look look at the the roster of roles that we've got right now. Oh my god. Two two thirteen three two one three two two. Ah Oh tonight has not been a good night. I think he has brain cancer. No. Um you're not entirely sure what it is. It could be anything from a common cold to flu to some horrible, horrible disease that's going to kill everyone in town in a few fucking days. Like you're not sure. Well, I'm not sure that I, I recognize uh, whatever it is that's ailing you, but I think I might have a general purpose solution if uh, you'll you'll hold still for a moment. Uh, sure. And uh, I will use a point, to, a mythic power point, to spontaneously cast remove disease using a third level slot okay so um do, I, do you want, I think like, you make Texas? a I think you yeah, make a caster, caster level check here. yeah go ahead and do that so just a d20 plus your caster level okay caster level 6 ah, 15 that'll pass so you, you cast that and like you, you see like some of the swelling in his in his face and throat go down like pretty much immediately and 
And he, he takes in a deep breath through his nose. He's like, oh, hell's boy, that, that feels good. You can kind of see, like, for the first time in, in days, uh, Leaf is just, just absolutely beaming. He says, I think that might be the first bit of good I've been able to do in, in quite some time. I'm glad you're feeling better. Oh, nonsense, boy. You you do quite a bit. You did. You helped while you were here last, and I'm sure you've helped all along your way. Still, the, the journey's been hard, and I'm sure you're aware of the types of things that are lurking outside of the walls these days hi that that that's true it's it's pretty bad out there and we've had word come from the refugees some from starlight some from storm bluff but once the ones from storm bluff heard how bad it was in starlight they turned right back around and went on that direction well we've come from gira and uh he just kind of shoots a look back at brock and we, we've brought a bunch of uh refugees in fact uh, but it seems the town's changed quite a bit since we last uh, we were here last uh, yes it has uh, is it safe to stay here have you had any issues with safety with the were rats running around and such I wouldn't call it perfectly safe but it's I imagine a good sight better than outside Uh, there's been some trouble with the were-rats, but it's not the rule, it's certainly the exception. And they're kept pretty well in line by the captains, and they watch over Nina, too, so I'm, I'm plenty thankful for that. Have the attacks on the town gotten that serious? That making these creatures the these, these people and inflicting them with this curse was necessary just I seems like such a drastic measure necessary but it certainly saved a lot of lives I, I know that much the first few attacks and mind you that back then they they weren't near as bad as they are now in the first few attacks we lost most of most of our guards People stepped up and, you know, they took up arms to, to keep the walls manned, but those things were just so vicious. And when the giant ones started coming, it was, it was the captains that came out and saved our ass then. That's too when they made their offer. And at first, very few took it. Nobody drove them out because of what they'd done for us. But, and slowly over time people have changed their tune and as the attacks have been getting worse and worse more have been joining the rat guard and they do good they can it takes a lot more to kill them and so not only are their lives in safer stock but they're able to stand against these things when they come in it protects the rest of us So I don't know about necessary, but it certainly helped. Well, I can't so, say it would have been my suggestion, but I'm I'm glad uh, it's saving lives. Said refugees were coming in from Stormbluff and Starlight. Are they dealing with similar problems? 
but I've heard Stormbluff got off very easy by comparison. Starlight's in shambles, torn to the ground by some great monster from the sky. But with Stormbluff, it, it had a, a wicked, wicked storm with green lightning and that exploded on impact. It was it was extraordinarily destructive, but more or less the city survived. It was mostly the people hit most directly and uh, their homes took the most damage that were making their way out. But once they crossed paths with those people from Starlight, they just turned back, figure their odds are better where they at least have some security. Maybe that means Stormbluff is one of the safer places around. As far as it goes, some people have stayed here. Uh, apparently, the uh, Storm Coast is a bit of a mess right now, altogether. So, I can't say I haven't seen it with my own eyes, but it's not safe anywhere, as far as I've heard. Though there are little bastions here and there. Was there anything we can do now that we're here? Anything you can. There's always going to be something that needs doing. Something that needs doing. But in all honesty, I think we're sitting all right. Honestly, oh, oh, sorry. I was just going to say on a lighter note, your business seems to be doing well. As far as it goes, money's lost much of its value, but not completely. So we're sustaining ourselves. People are helping out here and there, and there is still a circulation of coin around the city. As long as we keep it from pooling in any one place, I think the economy will stay stable enough. Or when things go back to normal. With all the refugees coming in, has there been issues with uh, food shortages? Uh, many of them carried their own food, and some trading's been done. Uh, and we have a few means here in town of producing more food. The uh, and the uh, the temple district does a good job of preserving it. Uh, beyond what's normally done so we've got a decent stockpile uh, and we do have hunters and gatherers uh, there are a few heavily guarded sections of farmland just outside as well they're attempting to build more walls around it well uh, like I said we, we have uh a small number of refugees that we brought with us. Uh, Kira wasn't really salvageable after uh, an incident we had with some of the creatures out that way. Where could we direct them? Do you, do you know of anybody that might be able to take them in or somewhere they could be put to work so they could stay fed? I checked the temple district for lodging. Uh, they do a good job of not doing so on their own part about finding people who can and uh, it's probably not very hard to find some work just I wouldn't expect it to pay too well 
Okay. Well, uh, now that you're in better health, uh, do you plan to spend the rest of the day in bed? I'm feeling rather well right now. I think I might head up to the inn. Let Nina know I'm doing better and see what's been going on past few days. When I'm over here, I don't get to see her much. Of course, she can't. She can't leave the uh, central city. And I, I understand that time with the family's uh, really important. So a friend of mine always used to say that a gold piece never could buy a second of time. So uh, maybe we should start heading back that way. Sure, if you don't mind uh, me getting changed out of my gym jams here, and I'll be on that way too. Do you mind if we walk with you? Of course not. And he'll he'll go and change, and he'll uh, leave out with y'all. And so, on to Riley and Shadow. <clears throat> so, you're trying to find Snow again? Yes, I will go back, because I walked back with her part of the way to wherever her post was, so. Right. So you get back in the general area, I imagine, ask around a little bit while looking, and uh, you will eventually find her. She's back in rat form once again. Uh, so, Riley, when you are led up to this woman, she is uh, wearing loosely fitted leather armor. Uh, she's a were-rat with uh, black fur and bright blue eyes. Uh, that that stands before you, a bow slung over her back and a short sword at her side. Miss Snow. I see you again. Yes, I, I do not mean to be a bother, but uh, this man is Mr. Morheim, and he is looking for somebody whose name is Snow. And my name is Snow. Why are you looking for me? Yes, well, is your last name Clintine? Mm, close, but no. Crimtine. Well, does the name Alfred mean anything to you? Yes, Alfred's my father. Well, I, um... I suppose it's uh, a bit difficult to say, but I have something of his that I wish to pass along to you that my party and I found during our travels. It is uh, very unfortunate that I have to deliver this news to you in this capacity, but uh, your father is no longer alive. And Riley will uh, hold out the journal. Uh, She'll take it from you and uh, she'll look down. Despite you not being really familiar with the facial expressions of rat folk or were rats, uh, it's very obvious that she is upset. But she just hangs her head and kind of nods and is like, I'd hoped, but I felt like I knew with everything going on out there. It's not easy losing a parent. Um, but this was one of the most significant things that was found in the wreckage of his home. And I knew that if I could find you again, that it was worth carrying and to pass along, if only for the closure, because in this circumstance, closure is important. Thank you. Yes, it does mean a lot. And she'll like kind of open it and flip through the sullied pages of the journal. 
He's with mother now, so with any luck, they're happy. Yes, it's worth believing they are anyways. So who might you be deliverer of bad news? Uh, Considering the circumstances, I'll keep it short. My name is Riley Morheim. At your service. She'll hold out a hand for a handshake. Yeah, yeah, he'll uh, he'll shake ratty ratty hands. <laughs> it's a it's a pretty strong grip. Just, I bet <laughs> you already know my name. I used to be a huntress around here, but now I serve as a guard. Yes, I've I remember hearing a little bit about you from the last time I was in Thorn. It's um, I suppose in the circumstances, it's good to see someone of your capabilities taking up the good fight. We do what we can. These things out there, they're getting worse. How bad has it been recently? Uh, Used to be, we figured out these things fall into more or less groups. Ones that used to be, or rather from the scouts, it's not used to be, they fed on things like goblins and whatnot. And so there are goblins, there are normal folk that have fallen to these things and give them shape. But it's the ogres that were the hardest thing for the long time, but now there's more. We think probably from the from the size and bulk, we're guessing hill giants. Go ahead and also make me a sense motive. Yeah, love to. I have just a small bit of that. And with a 19 on the die, that small bit becomes a big bit. That's 27. Um, would you like to describe to Riley what you sent to me? Um, ba- basically, the minute they started talking about dead parents, she would go extremely, almost pale, as pale as the K.O. could get, and just kind of back away from everybody and like she wouldn't even hear the rest of the conversation. Yeah, Riley's going to just like mentally note that, but he's not going to obviously break conversation or bring it up or do anything quite obtuse like that. And which, as far as it goes, you can tell that Snow's not lying about anything. She's being pretty frank. Uh, oh, okay. And yeah. that seems to be kind of her character. In Good. Things. Good. That helps. Um,. So, okay, so Riley's next question based off of her saying that um, they think that these uh, creatures have kind of grown in size doing, due to perhaps eating like hill giants, right? Mm-hmm. He'll ask, um, being someone who's relatively familiar with this area, as I assume you are, where do hill giants congregate if they are consuming these creatures? Yeah. Hill giants don't tend to congregate much, but they live a bit further north. Uh, There's some small, I wouldn't even call them mountains, but rocky hills uh, up that way. And they spread around that area, only coming together for certain activities. I see. Okay. Means these things have traveled at least a good maybe six days to get here. 
Yeah, and they've uh, we've also encountered them in our travels up through and from Gira. So it's a concern that perhaps they're spreading, perhaps even from the north. Perhaps. I just hope they don't find anything bigger. Which, uh, go ahead and roll me a local. Yeah. Ooh, that's a good roll. That's a 26. Hey, so you would know that that the thing that you fought the other night, that Patagak mm-hmm. uh, one, is bigger than a hill giant. Oh. Okay. Okay. Cool. Cool. Good for clarity. So then, um, Riley will just kind of like smirk a little bit and say, um, now that you mentioned it, we did encounter one that was bigger than a hill giant on our travels here specifically. Oh, that's not good. How far off was it? Uh, let's see. I think it was just a couple of days away. make sure to spread the word to keep an eye out for bigger things. Yes, and Riley will explain a little bit about the encounter and the specifics of the creature, you know, the whole swallowing thing, um, that it was easier to hit on the inside than the outside, surprisingly, that sort of stuff. Good things to know. If they keep, if some more find it and replicate, that's going to be a big problem. Uh, Riley just kind of takes a uh, deep breath. Well, I don't know how long my friends and I are going to stay in the vicinity, but it's of my interest to look into this more to see if there isn't something that we can do to quell the threats or to cut it off entirely. You've got some balls that give you that. Yes, I don't understand the concept of danger. It's very confusing. You're lucky you're alive, then. <laughs> I've heard that several times throughout my life. Yes. Well, when it comes to the points where Thorn is no longer threatened by the red-skinned beasts, and we come back victorious from claiming the head of whatever is causing this, uh, just remember that you had the... Uh, that we had this meeting, that you met me face to face. One of my biggest goals, Snow, is for everyone to know my name. Well, humble. <laughs> Again, I'm uh, not particularly unfamiliar with these words. I'm also told I talk a lot. <laughs> I can't say I disagree. It's not like your friend here. She's rather quiet. Yes, she's perhaps tired. Either way, if there's anything you require from us, any assistance, if you catch wind of anything that might threaten this town while we're here, we'll be staying at the stack dish and feel free to send word for me. I'll keep that in mind. Riley nods. And um, once it's obvious that the conversation is dying down, he'll say, um, uh, I don't know a lot, but I'm, I'm sure Alfred was a good man. And I'm sure he'd be proud of you protecting the people here he was I haven't seen him much over the last couple of years but I will miss him yes well keep his legacy strong through the good deeds you do and Riley will just kind of give a uh, solemn bow and uh, 
begin heading off in Shadow's direction with the intent of leaving. So I guess we will go back to the inn. Um, go ahead and you two make me perception checks. Uh, 22. I got a 24. Okay. So you would both notice on your way back that uh, there's a faint but high-pitched sound and several of the uh, of these rat-like guards uh, are ma- running their way towards the wall. Not in like a, not necessarily at a breakneck speed. Like there's like two pulses of this noise, and they're making their way. Uh, namely, ones with bows, and uh, uh, they're making their way up to the wall. Oh, well, I'll go help them shoot at stuff. I got a good bow. Yes, uh, I'm sure there's a moment where like Riley and Shadow just kind of look at each other. And um, Riley will say, well, we certainly can't just ignore that, can we? No, I don't think so. Well, let's see if we can help then. Uh, How far is the wall from where we're at? Like maybe 30, 40 feet. Can I just teleport to the top of the wall? (laughs) Sure. (laughs) Actually, no, the wall is pretty well lit. So Uh, then I will probably teleport closer to it but uh, no I, I get there quicker running if it's if uh that's I fair just yeah. be where i want to be so riley she leaves you in the dust right yes oh, oh okay i'll catch up wow <laughs> this is what it feels like to be brock and he'll just kind of <laughs> <laughs> start chalking forth so y'all get up on the wall and like it seems like a few of them have fired their bows but uh ultimately like you don't really see much out there, and many of them are just looking. Then I will turn to the nearest one and be like, uh, what are we looking for? Scouts. Oh. Maybe just small ones prodding in. Okay, so you do not know yet what the enemy is? Couple of goblins so far. Well, you know what? If they have scouts, then you need scouts. I should be back. And she'll pat him on the shoulder and take off over the wall. That's a bad idea as you jump off the wall. Like as soon as she lands, she'll go invisible and uh, go see. She's going to scout what's scouting them. Okay. So just for the sake of brevity, um, it is just like a group of like three or four of the goblin ones that are easily dispatched that were just kind of like roaming around and came out into the light and got shot at. Yeah, but she's going to see if there's any, anything else around that these that, that these people were scouting for. Nothing that you really noticed, no. Okay. Then she will come back to the wall. Okay. Mr. Morheim, it is nothing to be concerned about. There was just some little goblins and I do not see any more of them. Strange. I do not think they were scouts. I could not find them no larger group or nothing like that. Well, uh, I suppose at this point, nothing would be out of the ordinary. Maybe maybe they uh, communicate internally or across large distances. I do not know. I've never been a red goblin. That's, you know what? Neither have I. I'm only speculating. But maybe 
You could get them to open the gate and let me back in so I don't have to climb over the wall. Well, considering that they're just listening to our conversation and not actually doing that, it's kind of rude. So, yes. <laughs> There's like an actual like a door that's barred and they'll just open the door. Yes, that's fair. Okay. Thank you very much. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. I mean, since we're there talking to the guys who just like sprinted to the wall to uh, check this out are like... How common are scouting missions, and do they usually, with any consistency, lead up to a larger scale attack? Uh, they would explain to you that basically, sometimes they'll see a few, usually uh, goblins that uh, will come out and like poke around at the edge of the forest before a larger group, but uh, those groups usually come quickly. Uh, and sometimes it is just a wandering band of whatever happens to be around. So they, it, it's inconsistent uh, as far as uh, their knowledge goes. And more often than not, you if there's something big, they will hear it before they see scouts. That makes sense. Okay. Okay, Mr. Guard, I tell you this, okay? So... <laughs> I have to go back to the inn right now because I am waiting on a woman to come and talk to me. But if later you want to go out scouting just to check the area or whatnot, I can go with you and protect you. We send scouts out occasionally. Okay, but I just say I can go and I can protect whoever goes with me. Actually, uh, pardon the intrusion to the conversation, but... If you, if your unit sends scouting missions out around here, is there someone who organizes these and maybe has a map of the region and the areas you've scouted? I don't know much good about a map. I'm not one of the scouts, but the captains usually organize those things. Then, my friends, where can I find one of the captains? Well, uh, Generally speaking, you want to go find one of the captains, you go to the Rat's Den. It's a uh, recently renamed tavern, um, southwest side of town. I see. Thank you for the information, and um, keep up the good work. Thanks. I do believe the shadowy lady and I have another lady to meet at the inn. And thusly you head that way. Hello. Leaf. Brock. I like I like the rats, Mr. Morham. They do not look at me crazy because I am kale. It's a little concerning considering I could have been one of them, but uh, maybe I'm getting used to it. You did not want to be a rat? Yes. Remember the the title I gave you? It it says definitely not aware rats towards the ends. Mm -hmm. Yes. yes. I, I did not particularly find it thrilling at the prospect, no. Uh, but it yeah. seems like they are very strong and very fast. Yes, from what I hear, my dexterity would have increased and that would have been great. However, um... Maybe you did not want the long pointy nose? No, not particularly. I'm very partial to my own skin and not uh, being a slave to bestial urges like that. Yes, well, a slave is bad. That is that is true. But yeah. uh, the shadow thinks that all people uh, 
have something of a beast inside them. That's fair. That's probably true. Uh, it's difficult enough, however, for me to deal with my own current beast. I don't need another one. Okay, that makes sense too. No reason to invite trouble. Yes, regardless of how often I actually do just that. <laughs> but the lady, the lady says that uh, Mr. Morham has balls. Maybe she is right. <laughs> well, I would hope so. Otherwise, Victoria is going to be very disappointed. <laughs> okay. I There's always Leaf as a rebound. <laughs> yeah, apparently. <laughs> well, I, I hope that uh, this Miss Victoria is very happy with your balls, but this is not my concern. I was speaking more of uh, the metaphoric sense. Oh, oh, oh yes, your metaphorical balls. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Yes, yes. Well, metaphorically, she is very pleased. Okay, I am going to go away now because this is not appropriate conversation. No, you, you can't leave me. We're going in. Oh, you just moved faster than I do. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, uh, Brock and Leaf, uh, are y'all doing anything on the way back to the inn? Talking to Mr. Bourne at all? Just idle chat. How do you feel about uh, living beyond the the uh, big burners? Is it is it more dangerous? Do you think? For me, no. Uh, I I'd imagine it would be quite for Nina, but not for me. No, I I don't. I don't have any of the issues uh, with that. I, t- I take it uh, business back at the end has probably been down. Uh, mm, not really. No, it's uh, it's always busy. Uh, money's not worth what it was, but uh, it's always busy. So things things keep up there. The uh, we we gained a lot of uh, people when the when the refugees came. So there's there's a lot more people in town than there was. And oh, perhaps too, they brought a lot of cats. Just oh god, I, I might have to have Leaf talk to that one so it stops talking. Business has been doing all right. Grand scheme of things. That's good to hear. Perhaps things aren't as grim as I had imagined. Uh, mixed bag, you know. I feel like there's like a legitimate awkward silence there. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's just kind of like uh, throwing random stuff out there at this point. He's like, oh, well, uh, you know, we, we've certainly seen some sights, met uh, some interesting folks on the way back here. And, uh, you know, they're, not everything is, is doom and gloom. And what, what, what was it that, that we met? It was a Nixie, right? Yeah. And so he's just kind of regaling him with the tales of just like simple stuff like the meeting with Nixie and spending the night out out that way and you know Make just me an oratory check. Buyakasha. That's a seventeen. 
he likes your story pretty well. You don't you don't drone on about how you almost burned to death. Yeah. That's super rude. As uh Leaf brings up the Nixie, actually, uh Brock would ask, uh he would say, Have you ever heard of a Queen of the Woods who uh who lives in some kind of grove nearby? I've heard fairy tales. Um I suppose with Fae they can be true or they might not be, but uh I mean some stories there's a queen of the woods and she sets some quest on some adventurer here or there and for a, a token of her favor or some such this and that but nothing about a grove near here no I can't say any of these tales describe any kind of location usually just uh, some idyllic space, you know, is uh, nothing like, you know, 10 days north of Canterwall or nothing like that. I, I can't say. I'm afraid I'm not a uh, expressly educated fellow on fairy tales. Been a rumor here and there, sure, but uh, not, not so much elsewise. If you do happen to hear any rumors about Fae in the area, please do uh, let me know. Well, there is a local tale about a suspected Fae, at least called Grumbler Mim. But uh, it's more a a tale to scare children he's not been seen in. Uh, if If my math's right, probably about 80 years. What, what was this fay? Uh, well, I've just got the. It was something my mom told me. Uh, when I was growing up, is that if you grumble too much at dinner, Grumbler Mim will come and gobble you up and whatnot. But uh, he was supposedly uh would find people down on their luck and upset at the world, and he he'd be attracted to the smell of their discontentedness and uh, stalk them and eventually eat them. Well, then that does not sound like the kind of fae I would like to meet. No, certainly not, but uh, I I did, in my youth, ask a bit more about it to someone far more educated than I. Uh, apparently, it was an actual fae, but uh, the They'd uh, either been vanquished or moved on out of boredom or some such uh, some many decades ago. At this point, like, you've passed the braziers and are in the central part of town. Well. Okay, so you all arrive at the uh, the inn. I think think since Shadow moves faster and has walked off and left Riley behind, when she gets there, she's going to go straight up to leave and she's going to be like, oh, Mr. Gottersh, uh, you are the smart one, yes? Well, I don't like to brag, but I, I, I do have quite the breadth of knowledge. Okay, I need uh, you to do something. What do you need? I need you to Please count these cards, explain see? Explain to uh, Mr. Morheim about Mary Force. 
so that he will not keep telling me about his girlfriend and his balls. Mm. <laughs> Unfortunately, I feel like that's a concept we've been trying to drill in from the beginning. He might be hopeless. Oh, this is sad. Maybe explain this is not appropriate conversation to him, okay? Uh, I, we, we may be forced to just treat him like the slow child. <laughs> Well, it is not surprising. Grandmama said that humans are stupid. <laughs> but believe me, uh, the the time spent with Riley has proven that he's worth it. He, he seems capable. But uh, these are not stories I want to hear, okay? I, I understand. I'll uh, do my best to um, prevent him from going on such tangents. Okay, thank you. So, Riley will eventually catch up. Yes, at a slow, slow speed of 30 feet. You're right. So, uh, <laughs> you get to the end. Mac me a perception. 20. So, you would notice when you walk in a figure you were not familiar with. They weren't here last time you were here. Like, when you walk in, you notice that they've been watching the door, and when you come in, they obviously uh, shift and stand up. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, I mean, if they obviously stand up when he walks in, he turns his attention to them. They'll begin making their way towards you as... Uh, I think everybody else would probably notice him come in too if y'all want to do anything. I, I I'm sitting at the table having my drink, waiting for Leaf to correct Riley's behavior. Okay, two questions. Uh, like, who is what, what race is this person, and can I get a sense of motive to see how they're approaching me? Sure, uh, half elf, and yes. Ooh, seventeen on the die brings me to a solid twenty-five. Okay. They approach, and the 25 shows that they are approaching with caution, but not aggression. Okay. Riley will uh, politely wait for them to approach. So they get, they get closer. There's still some space in between you, and they obviously are a little tense. Um, like, they take a deep breath and kind of like nod just like a half nod almost to themselves and like uh you are riley uh yes that's riley riley morheim at your service friend well riley i think we have something we need to talk about about your last visit here oh well i'm told that i love talking then I'd like you to uh, come with me, if that's okay. Well, you see, the funny thing about that is that the last time I wandered off with a stranger, I found myself stranded in an alley and almost died from trying to recover from being turned into a were-rat. So you'll forgive me if it's I don't related to me almost dying while not becoming a were-rat. No. To you going into an alley and getting attacked by one. And to that said were-rat being mulched. Oh, yes. That's... 
that's uh, <laughs> a freakish accident of nature, apparently. I'm sure. Yes, as am I. I'm sorry, I didn't quite catch your name. Elias, Captain of the Rat Guard. Wonderful, I was looking for you. You saved me a trip. I was looking for you. Great, do you want a drink? I get them free here. No, I'm good. Thank you. Well, you can take it to go. I'm sure they won't stop you. Nina's got enough on her plate. All right, well, where do you exactly want to take me? I'd like to take you down a trip down memory lane, Mr. Moheim. Oh, well, you know who loves trips down memory lane? Uh, my companions, also, who I travel with constantly. From my reports, you're missing a few. Uh, he looks around the uh, inn. I'm assuming Shadow, Leaf, and Brock are all there. Mm-hmm. Everyone who wants to be here is here. I would like to eavesdrop. Booyah, uh, It's 29. not difficult. <laughs> <laughs> I, too, would be you listening. You hear everything. <laughs> yeah. The, you, hear, you, you, can... you hear Riley's gooch tightening. I, I don't know. Yeah, that was really good. Just uh, sounds like creaky <laughs> leather. <laughs> Weren't you fuckers rolling like ones and twos? Brilliant. The one thing he's just like, yeah, you can do it. You roll anyways. You get ridiculously high. <laughs> yeah. Needless to say, Leaf has put down like his tea, glass of tea or whatever. He's just kind of like leaning forward. He's got his quarter staff down at his side in one hand, and he's just kind of very intently watching and listening. Like he's like he's ready to get up. This is this is not going to be a fight, is it? Not unless you make it one. Can I? I like to fight the people. You do not want to hurt Mister Morhang, do you? <laughs> Can I make a quick no, knowledge local to size this guy up in terms of like? His class and level. <laughs> uh, sure. Uh, twenty-five. Um, he is likely a rogue of higher level than you. Ah, but he's not mythic, so I st- probably not mythic, so I still have that. Okay, cool. There's not going to be any fights or hurting each other unless. It's in the inclination of your friend here to do so. Mr. Morheim, you're not going to pick a fight, are you? I offered this man a drink. I hadn't intended to. Okay. Everybody just has to be nice to each other. There is no (laughs) reason to be hating and stuff like that. Shadow, you're precious. Thank you. (laughs) Actually, I am KO, but okay. Noted. (laughs) <laughs> yes Captain If you wish to talk about the incident in the alley From my last time here I'm sure that my allies might be able to tell you A little bit more about the hand that played Into all of that But I'm willing to discuss it Very well then I think you'll uh, There's something you might want to see Oh, you're playing that on me Well, I guess my sense yeah, of curiosity is peaked. That's right, CinemaSins would ding me. Fuck you. <laughs> yes. Uh, Riley will just like look over to Leaf and Brock and um, say, um, 
if at least one of you would wish to accompany me, since uh, you know a little bit more about you know who that blew up the were rat that attacked me. I feel it would be best if uh, both of us come, just in case. I think Leaf is more like intent, like on a scale of like one to Mercury. Uh, how much silver does this guy have on him? Oh, on his person? I mean, just just like. Oh, you're talking about the light. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm not like looking at much. Quite true. <laughs> um, a pretty decent amount. A uh, little above average, I'd say. Okay, just just checking. Uh, so yeah, he he just you see his eyes unfocused for a second as he's like glancing at the guy and then back to Riley once you start talking and uh, says, yeah, it, I think I will. Okay. And then he'll uh, Riley will turn to Shadow and say, I understand you're still waiting for someone. Hopefully this won't take long and we can join you and your new friend for a drink when we return. If you want, I can go because I can protect you if need be. If you'd like to tag along. Well, I, I have do no not objection. want somebody to hurt you. I just want somebody to make you not talk so much. There is a difference. Well, it's uh, difficult for people to do either of those things these days. So, you're welcome to come along. Okay. Elias is just like, would you please hurry up? Like, like not saying anything, but definitely like making that face. Oh, yes. One more thing. Uh, Riley will depart and head to the bar, uh, get himself a uh, quick drink, and uh, inform Nina that he fully intends to bring the mug back. And then he'll go join the captain and his allies. (laughs) You head out and he takes you to the market district which is in the central part of town. Um, And uh, he'll lead you to the alley in which uh, all of this happened. And He'll just stand there and wait to see your reaction as you look in. Is there anything there? Um, there is a bunch of blood and viscera all over the walls. Still? Uh, it looks fresh. <laughs> no, Riley just kind of like looks in, looks very confused, and he probably says still. And then, uh, assuming he realizes that it's fresh, um, just says, well, that's strange don't know uh, we don't know what's going on here but every few days you can wash this shit off and every few days it'll be back a couple of people have reported hearing a sound and when they come to investigate it the uh, all of this is here oh so it's not someone new blowing up every day it's just the blood's returning as far as we know. That is so much better than someone dying every day. Okay. So this is just weird. As much as many issues as he had, this guy was my friend. The one who attacked me in an alley. Yeah, he something happened to him. He started losing his shit. But he was he was a good guy before that. You've gotta understand. Well, then what the hell did he get involved with? I was hoping you might know. Ah, I'm sorry. I walked away from that encounter as confused as I was walking into it. 
he did something to me that slowed me down, and then he exploded. <laughs> what did he do to you that slowed you down? Uh, Riley will just kind of explain what he remembers from the situation, um, which is, if I remember correctly, the uh, where at he encountered fiddled around with something, and it actually slowed him down, Riley, or sped him up, sped the where at up. It's one of those two. Great. So yeah, uh, Riley just kind of puzzles that together as he talks out loud, piecing together the situation. Uh, Leaf, I believe you were explained to that uh, the were rat was stealing Riley's time. He just says, uh, "This this friend of yours. Uh, what did he get involved with? Uh, I, I believe, as it was explained to me, he he had access to some power that he should not have." Uh, who did this explaining? Frankly, I don't think it's anyone that you would recognize. So naming them would not would only hurt the situation. And how would naming them hurt the situation? What are you hiding? Because when you name them, they hear it. And trust me, I don't think we want their particular attention in this particular instance. So... The attention of something was got, and then this happened. Something along the lines of that. You don't have any more information as far as what your friend was up to in the immediate past prior to the event? We're not entirely sure. Uh, Go ahead and give me a diplomacy leaf. Pshaw! That's a uh, twenty-one. It's obvious there's something you're not uh you're not sharing. You seem scared about it though. So I want some answers. But if this isn't a good place for it, we can do this another time. If you want to talk somewhere where y'all do not have to worry about somebody coming in. And causing problems, I can take you all to the room. What's what's this room? <laughs> okay, I give you short explanation. I am priestess of the Black Butterfly. Anyway, a butterfly she gave me a present. It is a room that is safe for me to be in because nobody can get in or out unless I want them to. It is magic. Would that work for you? He like looks at Leaf and Riley. I don't know. Have have we ever seen him in the room? Y'all have not. Ever been in the room once? It's worth a try. There's very little to lose here. Okay, everybody has to hold hands. All right, hold on. Let me finish my drink. You get to hold the gross rat hands. <laughs> he's a half elf right now. Yeah, but he's like, his hands are just covered in cheese. <laughs> wow. Yeah, and yeah, so we hold hands to Kumbaya and go into the room. Yes. Great. That's where we're gonna end it until next time. <laughs> Hi there. My name's Don. I'm a proud patron of this podcast you just listened to. I'd like to take a moment to talk about some of the projects that I work on. When I'm not listening to Tracy, Sean, and the rest of the gang tell wonderful stories using the Pathfinder rules, 
I like to make podcasts of my own. I'm the GM in the Starfinder Homebrew Adventure Hexgrid Heroes. On the other side of the GM screen, I play Cory in Pokemon Seicho and Peleus in Ashes and Allomancy. I also like to sit around and talk with my friends about how horror movies can be used in a haunted house setting, and for that, check out Fountain of Fear. All of these podcasts can be found at hexgridheroes.com. Hey everyone, thank you for listening to this episode. I'm Brian, I run Action Forge, a tabletop RPG YouTube channel where we dive into all sorts of topics. If you want to learn more, head over there and check it out. Also, if you want updates on all my various projects and some awesome tabletop RPG memes, go ahead and check me out over at Twitter where I'm at ActionForge. G'day, this is Dick Horney, inviting you to explore the world of Dustress, a unique homebrew setting within an Elder's Dream Games universe. Come along as the Hive Queen leads a gambler, cowboy motherfucker with six shooter. I ain't never moved cattle in my life. I am a gambler. A Native American. He, he doesn't have a lifetime of eating processed food, so he probably is actually quite regular. And a Detroit teenager. Okay, so we're rolling into elves, aliens, and troll dolls. Through discovery of new magical abilities, struggle with the reality of unknown gods, and maybe learn a little bit about themselves along the way. Visit Eldritch Dream and Duster's Podcast on Twitter for details. Well, 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 these are the city slickers they send me. Asking for wine in a pretty glass. How about that? I mean, I, I did ask for the wine, but not exactly the pretty glass. Do you dig the graves yourself? I do. Seems tiresome, especially as of late. I've heard you had a few new arrivals. Yeah, it's been uh, a little bit weird lately. Uh, I'm not complaining too much because most of these people that wind up dead, they're ain't too much left to bury, so I don't even have to dig a full grave. As this collides in with him, his neck shoots back in this contorted position, and it says, I am the vanguard of the ancients. And then causes his entire body to explode, sending just pieces of gore and viscera across the entirety of the tavern. There's just stunned looks on everybody's faces except for the man in black who is currently still playing his guitar. LCP D&D is an actual play D&D 5e podcast. Our current adventure is set in the fantasy Wild West and features orcs, vampires, and an all-original soundtrack. Listen in by searching for LCP D&D wherever you get your podcasts or head over to lcpdnd.com. Welcome, Forsaken Travelers. Do you like sci-fi fantasy atmosphere? Do you like bad scary movies, cult classics, and more? The Crow, Beetlejuice, Frankenstein? What about dad jokes? We have those too. Tune in to the podcast for the Untimely Dead every other Sunday on your favorite podcast app. We'll see you there. If you'd like to become a patron, you can find us on patreon.com forward slash Eldritch Dream. We have a bunch of rewards for Dustress and Aeterna involved. You can also join us in the Hive, that's our Discord, linked in the episode description. You can also find links to our Tee Public, where we have tons of designs for various types of merch. Hit us up on Twitter or Discord. We love to hear from everyone and enjoy making new friends. And until next time, everybody. May the Elder Gods haunt your dreams. <laughs>